The Lever. Subscriber-supported journalism that holds power accountable. As a Lever Premium subscriber, you'll get to hear exclusive bonus content from this episode and others in your feed. To become a subscriber, go to levernews.com. Hello, this is Frank Capello from The Lever, an independent investigative news outlet. This mini-episode is part of our Inside the Story series, where we highlight some of The Lever's original reporting and speak with the journalists who wrote the story. Today, I'm joined by The Lever's Matthew Cunningham-Cook. Matthew, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Frank. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks for being here. So, you wrote a new story for The Lever about how Wall Street investment firms give preferential treatment to high-level investors, while sometimes letting public pension funds fall by the wayside. Now, the issue centers around these secretive side letters, which are the private deals inked between investment firms and some of their more well-connected investors. So let's start there. What are these side letters and why are they such a problem? Yeah. So the core issue is that the existing contracts and limited partnership agreements Uh, in private equity and hedge funds are so tilted towards the managers that most investors don't feel like they can even comply with the the law uh, unless they have a side letter altering the terms in favor of themselves. Uh, And so you know, there's boilerplate side, side letters like you know, they'll have uh, language in these contracts that says, oh, you know, the manager, the money manager doesn't have a fiduciary obligation uh, to investors, which is just insane. I mean, it's been totally devoid of any sensibility whatsoever. Uh, and so you'll see uh, pension funds negotiating side letters that say, well, you actually do have a fiduciary duty to us. Maybe not to everybody, but you have a fiduciary duty to us. More concerning are the side letters that go to the friends and family of money managers. So there you'll see uh, stuff like uh, they don't have to pay fees or they can get a bigger share of the profits or they can get their money out uh, easier than everybody else. And those types of, of side letters are pretty restricted to uh, the most well-connected investors. Now. A huge problem with that, among other things, is that a bunch of politicians are invested in private equity, whether it's Mitt Romney or Rick Scott or Mark Warner from Virginia or Bill Haggerty, who we'll talk about more in a sec. uh, They have side letters with, uh, I mean, well, they have private equity investments. We don't know if they have side letters that allocate them uh, better terms than ordinary investors and, and what exactly those look like. So basically, these side letters are putting on paper uh, the fact that these firms are prioritizing some of their, you know, more well-connected investors over these retirement funds. Is that is that fair to say? Yes and no. I, I think that, yeah, I mean, lots of retirement funds will have side letters as well. Uh, gotcha. But the thing is, is that their side letters will typically just be boilerplate language, whereas there can be much more expansive uh, beneficial language to the well-connected. 
Gotcha. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, now, there's a particularly nefarious part of these side letter deals called preferred liquidity terms. Now, what are these terms and why can they be detrimental? Basically, it's one investor being able to get their money out while the rest can't. So I, I think it's it co- goes back to this core issue with private equity that I think that and hedge funds and private real estate that I think most people don't really understand, which is that the money can be locked up for years and years and years on end and customers won't be able to get their money back. And this happens all the time in private equity and it happened in hedge funds uh, during the 2008 financial crisis uh, and still does happen to this day with hedge funds. And it's, it's a core problem because pensions need to pay out benefits every month. Uh, And so when they're not able to access their investments that are locked up in in private equity and hedge funds, that means that they do big stock sell-offs or just sell whatever they can to try and meet their obligations. And it's, it's it's a huge problem. So the SEC has proposed a couple of new reforms to limit the scope of these side letter deals. So what has the SEC proposed and what has the response been from these firms that they are targeting? Yeah, the SEC has proposed to ban side letters that offer preferential liquidity terms. And they propose to ban side letters that offer preferential information as well. So that means that they won't be able to negotiate side letters that allow some investors access to information that others don't have. And then finally, they're proposing to mandate that all side letters be disclosed. And the industry response, and it's part of a much broader set of, frankly, excellent private equity reforms that were proposed in February. Uh, But yes, the industry response has been vociferous. And tragically, you see a lot of pension funds in particular, going after the side letter provisions uh, of, of these deals. And that just underscores kind of in any like in every other area of American life, the way that which so many pension funds have been captured by Wall Street interests. So, yeah, it's um, it's they're waging a huge, a huge fight. Uh, and unfortunately, it also looks like the SEC might be wavering on whether or not to actually move forward with this excellent set of proposals. Right. Because unsurprisingly, there's been uh, a, a large amount of pushback from the investment industry, from their lobbying arms and from the lawmakers that, you know, receive a lot of donations um, or simply just have, uh, you know, their their own investments tied up in these firms. And there's been a a significant amount of pushback from U.S. Senator Bill Haggerty, Republican from Tennessee. Uh, what has Haggerty specifically been doing to try and uh, water down or completely stop these SEC proposals? And why does he have a unique conflict of interest? I mean, Congress, for the most part, realizes that these rules are needed. And so the industry's closest allies or most of the industry's closest allies in Congress have really just tried to focus on slowing down the rules with the hope that, you know, you know, the more, you know, death by a thousand cuts. Um, But there have been a few Republicans who have launched an open all out assault on the proposed reforms. And that includes Bill Haggerty, 
who was Trump's ambassador to Japan and is a former private equity executive. Uh, and he co-wrote a letter with uh, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, who's uh, going to be the ranking uh, member on the Senate Banking Committee uh, next year. And, you know, they they said, oh, you know, you're going after pre-existing contract language. And, and that means that you shouldn't do it. And Again, what's missing here is that Bill Haggerty is a major uh, private equity investor. He has between three and nine million dollars in investments in private equity and hedge funds, including uh, at least half a million dollars invested in a Goldman Sachs hedge fund, um, Princeton, uh, that says uh, in their federal filings that they will, you know, uh, offer. Uh, uh, preferential terms uh, in their side letters. Um, so I think it's it, it really underscores how the call is coming from inside the house. You know that, that to use a David term that um, uh, Congress, which is the entity that is supposed to be regulating this industry, there's very influential members of both the House and the Senate that have major investments in this industry, and and almost certainly benefit from the existing side letter regime in one way or another. Now, the extent of how much they benefit is an open question. Um, but yeah, you know, right now you're seeing public pension funds starting to see this cash crunch because they've invested an absurd amount of money in private equity and hedge funds, and they're not able to get their money back even if they need it. Uh, and the question is, you know, are people like Bill Haggerty able to get out uh, before the, the market gets even worse. Well, thank you so much for your work on this story. It is a very, very important uh, topic. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me on, Frank. I appreciate it. Of course. Listeners can find the link to Matthew's full story in the episode description in your podcast player. And if you enjoyed the story and you would like to support the Lever's original reporting, you can go to levernews.com and subscribe to our free newsletter. You can also share this podcast episode with your friends and family. And if you really want to support our work, you can go to levernews.com slash subscribe to become a paid supporter. This gives you access to all of the Lever's premium editorial and podcast content, and you'll be directly supporting independent journalism. And that is all for the low price of just $8 a month, which is about half of the price of a standard Netflix account. Thanks so much for listening and keep rocking the boat.